Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Castie Ann Mills about her wedding at Canada Terrace in Epcot. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose this location and how she planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Castianne. Hi, nice to talk to you. Nice to talk to you too. I'm so glad you could be on the show today. Thank you. I'm very excited. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Disney. We got engaged in Disney. We are very big Disney people. And we had been engaged for about a year and a half. We just really didn't know what we wanted to do. And we actually got off of a Disney cruise last February, right before everything shut down. (laughs) And we were like, hmm, we should probably get married in Disney. This is really us. So I sent an email like the day after we got off the cruise and started planning right away. That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) How did your friends and family react when they found out where your wedding was going to be? Everybody was pretty much just really happy we had finally picked something. (laughs) (laughs) So they were all really excited, but then craziness obviously started happening and So everything was very up in the air. Our original date was actually in May. So it was going to be Cinco de Mayo. But, you know, everything happens for a reason. Wow. And so did you just push it back the once or multiple times? We pushed it back to December of 2020. So that's actually when we got married. And since we had just gotten off the cruise, we really weren't far in the planning process. We were just like, okay, we're going to do this whole May thing, and it was only like two months away, so we really hadn't planned anything. So when it happened, it wasn't too devastating, thank goodness. (laughs) And we ended up in December. Got it. And did you consider maybe pushing it back all the way into 2021, or were you more interested in just getting married? (laughs) (laughs) At that point, we just wanted to get married. December, I am a December baby, and our dating anniversary was also in December. So, uh, and I love Christmas. So I was like, oh, yeah, let's do December. Oh, that's wonderful. Now, how many guests did you invite, and how many were able to make the trip? We actually only had eight guests, and that's who we invited. Um, We wanted something very small, and we were luckily able to have all eight there with us for the day. That's wonderful. They were all able to make it. Yeah, it was great. Did you set up any kind of a room block for your guests? No, we didn't. I had a travel agent. Like We kind of just planned everything through her. We didn't go through Disney at that time just because 
things were very up in the air. We didn't know if we'd have to push back. So we really didn't do too much with the, the Disney room blocks or anything like that. That's a really good point because when you have a travel agent, you have someone who's you know looking out for you and can help you if things need to change. Yes, she was absolutely wonderful. She is one of my very close friends. And I was very lucky to have her. She kept me sane through a lot of it, keeping tabs on everything. So it was a great, great plan. Now, originally you were going to be married on Cinco de Mayo. Did you pick a specific day in December for your rescheduled wedding or was it mostly just what was available? We picked December 2nd. I am a very big fan of even numbers. (laughs) And it is actually the day after our five-year dating anniversary. So we thought it just was perfect. I like the way 12 to 2020 sounded. I thought it was just kind of (laughs) cute. And the time of day was mostly driven by the fact that Epcot ceremonies take place at 9 (laughs) a.m.? Yes. So we were actually supposed to be Luau Beach. So we were originally going to be Luau Beach. And that was kind of our plan with the first date. And then a little chilly, maybe, you know, for a beach wedding in December. (laughs) So when Disney finally went back to doing weddings, We had talked with our planner, and with the mask restrictions, we decided to go with an in-park ceremony so that we would be able to have our masks off for the ceremony. Got it. Okay. Now, how did you choose Canada for your ceremony? We love Canada. (laughs) (laughs) We... We travel a lot, and we've been to Canada multiple times. We love it up there. It's fun. The people are great. Uh, I love snow. Mm. (laughs) So it also happens to be one of my favorite pavilions. I love the Canada Circle Vision. Like, it's, it's the video is great. And then our colors were actually buffalo plaid. So um, (laughs) it really tied great with the Canada theme. (laughs) Plus, the waterfall is absolutely gorgeous. It made for great photos. Now, did you consider having your cake and champagne celebration someplace else in Epcot, or did you always know you wanted that to be in Canada too? So we had originally hoped for an after-hours dessert party that was kind of what we were planning and then without the fireworks we didn't go with that obviously so we went with Canada just because everything was right there we had his grandmother at the wedding who uh, is older and we really didn't want to make her walk too far so we just had everything right there and it was seamless absolutely seamless That's wonderful. Did you add any entertainment to the celebration? We were originally going to hopefully have characters. That was our plan. (laughs) Obviously, plans have changed mightily in the past year. So we did not have characters. We had a violinist for the ceremony, and we had pictures before the ceremony. So he actually was really great. He took uh, requests from our small guest count that was there. He was playing all the songs on the violin. It was hilarious. They said he was absolutely wonderful. (laughs) That's great. 
do you have any cake flavors you can recommend? Oh my gosh, go for the funfetti. It was fabulous. I We absolutely loved it. The cake was so moist, absolutely perfect. We did like the funfetti with a vanilla mousse and then buttercream on the outside. And the cake was just phenomenal. <laughs> That's great. Now, did you guys do any kind of post-ceremony meal or gathering with your guests? After the ceremony, we did the cake, but we also did like a couple of breakfasty items since it was so early in the morning. So we had churros, which I consider, you know, kind of donut-esque. So that's morning. <laughs> it's breakfasty. <laughs> so we had some churros and some beignets, actually. And they were a huge hit. They were wonderful. Everything was warm. And it was really, really great. We had actually been in New Orleans earlier in the year, and the beignets are just as good. I'm not even going to lie. They were great. <laughs> That's wonderful. Sometimes people are concerned that the cake and champagne celebration won't be long enough to do like first dances and things like that. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, definitely. It was perfect timing for us. We never once felt rushed or anything. We actually were able to get seconds. We all kind of hung out. We did not do a first dance. That's just not really us. <laughs> we are both very laid back and we focus more on pictures. Pictures are my big thing. <laughs> but we actually had plenty of time for everything. Never once did we feel like we were missing out on any type of firsts or anything like that. Got it. Did you add a ride mix in after the cake and champagne celebration? We did. We did Frozen. So we left Canada on the motor coach and drove all the way around over to Norway. It was right before the park was opening. So when we were getting on the ride, nobody was in line. We got on. It was wonderful. His 78-year-old grandmother loved it. She she said that was like the highlight other than us getting married. <laughs> she absolutely adored it. So, And then by the time we got off, everybody was in line for Frozen. And I'm a very nervous person. So when we got off, our coordinator for the day said, and here's our newest Disney princess. And there's all these little girls looking at me and they're like families. And I'm like sobbing at this point. So everybody's clapping in line and whistling. So um, I highly recommend a ride mix in. It really kind of makes you feel like a princess <laughs> when you like the other guests get to see you. It was, it was exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I want to take a quick break and let you know about this episode's sponsor. I am very excited to be partnering with the heritage brand Lennox, whose products have been appearing on wedding gift registries basically since the invention of the wedding registry. Not only do they offer classic china, but they also now have casual dinnerware, serving accessories, and of course, Disney-themed Christmas ornaments. 
I think a lot of couples today feel like they don't need to register for housewares because they've already set up their home, but your wedding guests want to give you gifts and they want to give you gifts that you want. And a registry is a service to them and a great opportunity for you to upgrade what you have or augment it with things that you might not buy for yourself. And then every time you use the items that your guests get you, you will think of the people who gave them to you. So I am a big proponent of using fancy china every day, especially now when we are all cooking and eating at home so much. But Lennox also has a lot of casual dinnerware that's really versatile. So they sent me this cool dessert set and tray in a mix and match pattern called Blue Bay. And when Patrick saw it, he got very excited about planning an at-home dessert party where we make the treats from our wedding in Epcot and then we eat them from the Blue Bay China while we listen to the Illumination soundtrack. But Patrick was even more excited when he saw that they included the Minnie's Dream Wedding Christmas Ornament, which you have probably seen. It's Mickey and Minnie, and Minnie is holding out her hand, and she has a 24-karat gold ring on it. We buy a Christmas ornament on every Disney trip and write the year on it, and I think it's a tradition that many Disney fans enjoy. So I feel like this ornament would be really meaningful for the year that you got married. And you don't even have to go all the way to Disney to get it. All of Lennox's Disney ornaments, the Blue Bay dessert set, and tons of other great picks for your wedding registry are available online at lennox.com. And Disney Wedding Podcast listeners can get 20% off their entire order by using the code DisneyWeddingPodcast in all caps. And now, on with the show. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the day ran? So we were up bright and early because we did our park shoot that morning. So I was up at three intending for hair and makeup to come at 3.30. Unfortunately, we had a miscommunication and they did not arrive. (gasps) At all? No, at all. No, not at all. So (laughs) I had a very large moment of panic. And then I called my best friend and woke her up. I called my mom and woke her up. And we went to my mom's room and they did my hair and makeup. (laughs) So not the way we had planned it, but it all worked out. I'm okay with it. (laughs) (laughs) So I was getting ready with them. And then we were picked up by photography. And we went to Magic Kingdom first and had our park shoot. It was like the coldest morning thus far in December. So Mm. um, we were freezing, but that was absolutely magical. And then we went to Epcot and did a park shoot there in Italy and then finally made it to the ceremony. So we had our ceremony. Quick turnaround right after that, we felt like we had just gotten out of the van and we were like, okay, this is actually happening. I heard the music start and I'm like, oh man, no, this is really, really happening. (laughs) And so that was a quick turnaround. And then we had our cake and champagne celebration and then went over to the ride mix in. It was all a blur and very fast. However, it was wonderful and I can't imagine it going a different way. (laughs) (laughs) When you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? Budget was definitely photography for us. I'm a very 
visual person who likes to have memories. I'm always taking pictures. So we opted to do the Magic Kingdom Park shoot and then add on extra time before the ceremony so we could get extra pictures in Epcot, which is my favorite park. So we definitely focused our attention on that. That's great. Which aspects were less important, where you saved your money or your effort? You know, honestly, I don't want to sound like it's not important, but truthfully, the ceremony itself really wasn't that big of a deal. It goes so quickly. Like, I really wanted more time with our guests afterward and enjoying afterwards. The ceremony itself goes so quick. Not that we skipped or anything, but we didn't have anything like real crazy. It wasn't a big fanfare for me to walk in, uh, anything like that. But the altar itself, we did go with Disney floral, very Christmassy themes, <laughs> poinsettias and <laughs> red flowers. So uh, we had garland everywhere as well, but it was a big focus of ours to have more memories and time with our guests. That's great. So what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? Actually, we have quite a few, uh, but my favorite of the day itself was during our vows, the wind kind of kicked up and the, the waterfall was on and he just could not hear our officiant. We had Rini and she is amazing. And he just couldn't hear her when he was supposed to repeat. And he just looked at her and goes, wait, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) It was this perfectly funny moment. And that is so totally us. And that's something that I'll cherish because everybody (laughs) just kind of chuckled. And he was like, oh, yeah, no, I totally mean that. Like, yes, I'm I'm on board. So (laughs) it was just, it was great timing. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Now, you mentioned the hair and makeup not showing up. Did anything else go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? No, that was really our only snafu, like knock on wood. That was really the only thing that went wrong. I was very lucky to have a best friend who is very into makeup. She was my lifesaver that day. I had no idea what to do. And she was like, all right, we're highlighting, we're contouring, we're doing everything. (laughs) She had lashes. And my mom's like, okay, I I don't, I didn't bring a curling iron, but we're doing this. So we're trying to curl my hair with a straightener. It was, it was great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was actually a really, that's another really good memory. I will never forget it. You know, everybody coming together at 3.30 in the morning (laughs) to make sure that everything's okay. So luckily that was our only big hang up. Hmm. Now, was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then it turned out not to be? You know, I was so worried about transportation and how everybody was going to get there. And because we weren't originally with them, so we knew we were having our park shoot. And I'm like, okay, well, all of our guests are going to get there. And Disney truthfully handled it like like Disney does, you know. <laughs> there was no worries at all. Everybody was 
in the places they needed to be, where they needed to be. I am trying not to have like a major control freak. I, I am very, very laid back, but I was worried about like where everybody was going to sit. And I don't know why. <laughs> I, I really don't know why. Now I'm just like, oh, that was really, really silly. <laughs> like, it was great. It, I had, I had very like nervous expectations and it went off without a hitch. <laughs> Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I think that part of me would have loved to have like a full reception only just because I feel like with his family, like being from out of town and everything like that, I wish we would have had more time in the park, like seeing his grandmother and his uncle very, very excited to be in Disney, a place they hadn't been for decades was really, really magical. So I wish we could have spent a little more time with them in the parks. But it was really great how everything happened. I can't imagine changing anything just because I'm so happy with how it, how it all worked out. <laughs> That's wonderful. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples, perhaps couples who are not sure if they should go through with their wedding during the COVID-19 restrictions or postpone for another year? You know, if you're having a smaller, intimate wedding, I say go for it. If your dream is to have you know, the 150 people, go ahead and postpone. I completely get it. But with our tiny little group, it works out perfectly. I'm so happy with our photos. It's kind of odd to have everybody spaced out, but they are so cute. Like the way everybody is spaced beside us, kind of behind us to the off to the side, it makes for really neat shots. And then Dawn was up on a ladder at one point taking high pictures. It was really a neat experience. And now that we've gotten the pictures back, you know, yes, we're far apart, but they're really cool. And it's honestly a really fun ish memory <laughs> you're never gonna forget 2020 you're never gonna forget uh, all the things that have happened so why not just go for it it's still magical it's still a wonderful day you're still in Disney with the one you love and that's that's really what it comes down to that's great advice well, Castiane, I think you've offered a lot of great advice for anyone who's interested in getting married at Walt Disney World, especially if they're interested in having a smaller wedding or just a cake and champagne celebration. And I appreciate your taking the time. Oh, of course. Anytime. I am very glad we went through with it. It was kind of spur of the moment, but hey, that's kind of how you have to live sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at disneyweddingpodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, disneyweddingpodcast.com. 
And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com.